Hello, and thank you for joining us for the sixth episode of Who Let Us Watch This. Um, as you know, this is a weekly podcast where uh, Elise Vass and I just wax poetic about television shows from our childhood, movies, things that we did, watched. It really has kind of, kind of grown at this point. Um, but thank you for joining us. This week's episode is dedicated to Ryan Coe. Uh, who worked uh, with myself and uh, the team in Newport News, Virginia last year uh, for the Hillary Clinton 757. Campaign. Representing the 757 out there. Did an amazing job and now listens to our podcast and thought, you know what? The Reading Rainbow. Butterfly in the sky. I can go twice as high. Take a look. It's in a book. A reading rainbow. That's where it's at. That's the show that that uh, that I think of in my childhood, and I couldn't have picked a better show to talk about how tight Lavar Burton's pants are, how uncomfortable that made me feel. They were very tight, very tight, very tight, but very right. They looked good. He looked. For, he those looked were good. his birthday pants. His they special were special birthday literally pants. Literally his birthday episode. Mm-hmm. We watched a couple episodes of the Reading Rainbow, and and uh, we feel from from I fell asleep in the second episode, not because it was not intriguing um, or keeping me engaged, but I was exhausted, um, and I'm just very very tired. But yeah, it was. It, I we watched a couple episodes. They were great. Um, Elise took notes. I just thought I'd wing it. Um, and that's probably going to become a theme of this podcast. Yeah, well, I just want to thank Ryan again. You helped, uh, like other people that know and love us, get this dream off the ground. And, you know, we're so thankful that we've been able to continue and do this. I think this is our sixth episode. It I, is. Yeah. I said that, yeah. Okay, I missed it. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much, Ryan, and everyone else that contributed and everyone who's continued to listen. As always, this uh, podcast this season of Who Let Us Watch This is dedicated to two very special people, Scott Posanovich and <laughs> Kyle McPade. And they are two of the classiest guys you're ever going to meet. Uh, and they know where to put their money and invest in the good things that that have a lot of return on them, like podcasts. I think that if I were going to go pick out a foreign vehicle, I would definitely bring both of them. Yeah. They seem like they would know what to do. Scott seems like a guy that would waltz down to a Toyota dealership or a and Honda. Say, Give me a sensible Corolla. Mm-hmm. Well, we all know what Kyle wants. What does Kyle want? A Mini Cooper. Kyle has a Mini Cooper, but that's he probably wants everyone else to get one. He did want that car. I think he wanted it. I don't think he. I don't think that it's was a car that someone's like. I have this Mini Cooper. He I has, has that car in a place where there's like not a lot of populace. And a car like that really makes sense in an urban setting where you have to like fight for parallel parking. But he did. There's though, no fighting for parking. He did. He parallel parked that car once by our apartment, and it's <laughs> yeah. the worst job I've ever seen in my life. I love Kyle McLean, <laughs> but he did a terrible job. He got it on the curb. It was the tiniest car, and there were like nothing in nothing in front of him. Was either. there snow or ice? Or no. Wow. It was just a normal day. Well, he is young. Yeah, you know. Anyway, but um, we didn't come to you for driving or car advice. We came to you for your money, and you gave it. And you did. So, again, so let's get started with uh, The Reading Rainbow. Butterfly in the sky, I can go twice as high. Take a look, 
Um, Elise again, Elise took notes, so she's going to guide this one a lot more than I uh, than I normally would, but I'm happy to react. Um, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the first thing we, that, that we noticed, we both noticed, which we kind of already talked about, but... Right. That this, we watched an episode that was like really, or it must have been really early in 1982. Yeah. I don't, I don't know when I the show didn't started. do any research. Yeah, I don't None. know when this show was filmed. I know they he did a lot of work to get it uh, new episodes filmed. Lavar did, mm-hmm. and they have like an app and cool stuff. But oh. I'm not a kid anymore, so I right. I have no interest in like right. But PBS is great. People should that... support public broadcasting. I've been listening to it a lot more lately. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I listened to this. I was listening to it yesterday, actually, in the car. PBS. Or not PBS, sorry. NPR. Uh, NPR. NPR. They are different. They are They are different. But they both want your money and, and you need public support. It was in my car and we were listening to Saturday night's 1940s, 1920s jazz, which is my favorite oh, night. Great. And it's great for that. Yeah. I was listening to it when they were they were doing the TED radio hour. Mm-hmm. And they had interviewed some woman who had donated her children, her child's retina to science. Okay, and it was like this really... Was this kid dead? Of course. Oh, okay. And the doctor was talking about how she felt sad mm-hmm. that every time she got a retina, she knew that a child had died, and obviously she wanted to continue her research, so she felt like she was kind of like wishing for the children's death. They get the mom on there, and the mom's like, no, this is actually really great. And the reason I'm saying this is because NPR then turned that into a fundraising no. <laughs> opportunity and was like, I think, I think that Melinda's story is very similar to ours. And if you could just contribute $30 a month recurring, it's like, no, it's not similar at all. <laughs> Where did you hear the similarities? Like, there's nothing similar here. She lost her child and you want $30 to run public, at, you know, radio. Anyway, though. Moving on from the saddest thing that can literally happen to anyone. To LeVar Burton's pants. Rainbow. Butterfly in the sky. I can go twice as high. Take a look. It's in a book, a reading rainbow. I- this is an episode for Miss Nelson is Back, which was a book based on the illustrations and the storyline that, that I... Elise had read. Yeah, I remember reading this book. I didn't I, remember it at all, but I also wasn't a big reader. Right. I only um, read for contests back wow. in, when I was little. Wow, wow, wow. Um, but anyway... It's LeVar's birthday is the subject of the whole show. So he's going around town, kind of similar to my 23rd birthday, getting clues on a scavenger hunt, uh, leading somewhere. He doesn't even know, but he's on that journey. Yeah. Um, and I'm not really sure why he has the time to just, you know, go around during the middle of a weekday and just do this kind of thing. He's just another unemployed black yeah. man looking for a job right now. and Which... Spending most of his time at the public library alone, which yeah. is weird. In but those it tight, doesn't tight pants. stop his fashion sense, and that is the key. Those yeah. pants were real tight. <laughs> the first thing I remember looking at, and thinking you can was, see the whole outline. I, I can see the outline of his dick right now, and I feel uncomfortable. Which about is not that. what I wanted to think when I was looking at no. Lavar Burton. Which I'm sure I didn't. No, then, but still, if you were gonna think about an outfit you know there's a reason that mr rogers wore dockers mm-hmm. and, and that sweater. loose cardigan yeah because you know you don't want to know what's going on in mr rogers pants no. no one did yeah it it made 
um, the end scene where he's having his birthday party with a bunch of small children a little bit weird. Even more weird. It wasn't, it wasn't Even more weird than it felt. Yeah, it wasn't like sexually tinged or anything, but it was no. just odd that they had made that fashion choice. And that they were the ones that were giving him presents like they're his friends. Right. After that scavenger hunt that they obviously set Put up. together for him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Traveling around town. Who knows by what means? Mm-hmm. Um, so Miss Nelson is back is a little story. And I guess I didn't remember this from watching as a kid. All they do is do like different camera angles on the illustrations from the children's book as an actor or someone reads the book aloud. Yeah, I think I remember it being a lot more interactive, but mm-hmm. it's definitely just someone with really, really basic, really good camera angles that can zoom and, in on a page. And only sometimes background noise. Yeah, it was like the same illustrations over and over again. Just like different. This show is probably only on for as long as, is, is it still on? They brought it back. I don't know if they're doing new okay. episodes. But it, I can imagine this was like a slam dunk for PBS because I think mm-hmm. I, you know, unfortunately I was able to get, actually get a copy of the budget for this show and I think it was, I think it was $2 a show. To put it on the whole thing, covering so, Lavar. Lavar did it for salary. free. Then, you know, he got a dollar. <laughs> the rest was for the the story and camera. Well, they utilized child labor quite a bit. I feel like donations. The, the viewers like you participated yeah. <laughs> in getting this program <laughs> making made. Sure Reading Rainbow was still on the air. Um, but yeah, you so know he, what? You can go twice as high. That's the soundtrack to it was probably the only thing I really remember about the show was mm-hmm. that I really liked the theme music to it. I must have watched yeah. it a lot because I was sitting there, I was listening to it, and I was singing along with but it. But the one version was much more pleasing to my ears than the other version. Than the new version? The older version was like, like much more pleasant. The newer one was, sh- no, don't, no like, thank you. The reading rainbow. No, I need that. I need that lady. I don't know who that lady is, but she knows what she's doing. I need that fucking thing to turn into a dragon. Mm -hmm. I want that sandcastle to become an astronaut. I don't need some fancy digital things. Yeah, I want that rainbow to come out of a cloud Mm -hmm. from a child, and then it is in a book. Yeah, in well, is it in a book? Is it end in a book? No, I'm just saying lyrics from the song. It's in a book. Oh, take a look. I'll let you drive to reading rainbow. Anyway, uh, in in this story about Miss Nelson, uh, she has tonsillitis, which, by the way, no adult has tonsillitis or gets their tonsils out. That's something you get done before 20 pure, just some pure or never at all. Dentistry fuckery. Whatever. Yeah. Working it into a children's good. story so that you would eventually grow up and believe that you had to get your tonsils out. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm here to tell you, you don't. It's one of those illnesses where, like, it's still serious, but they're going to be all right. And there were so many, like, Mr. George or the monkey one. Anyway, mm-hmm. lots of stories had the tonsil thing. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to have it done because you got ice cream. That Me was a too. common That's theme. That's what I heard. I think even Leave It to Beaver had one. Anyway, the children devise a plan to pose as their teacher to fool the principal. So they spend all day painting and sewing and creating this disguise Skill, and all i could think was that yeah elise doesn't have now and no. i don't have and these were like two, second or third graders yeah who let them have a needle i don't get it it was um they were honestly if if they were able to stand on one another's shoulders and have you know the dexterity i'll be honest yeah 
So the whole premise of this story in a nutshell is that their teacher is not there. And so they hear they're going to get this really bad sub. And so they decide they're just going to pretend that they're their teacher so that the sub thinks that she's back. That's the idea of the whole story. But they didn't get a terrible sub. But instead, they got their dull my well, my point dunce of a principal. My point is, is that when the kids initially, because of how terribly done the drawings were mm-hmm. to illustrate the story, mm-hmm. I didn't even know that was the idea. No, I didn't. I thought that was her, and she was back. And really, it was just a really uninteresting story. Hmm. That they I... weren't dressing up like her at all because it was hard to see. The, I mean, you know what I mean. Like yeah, the original woman that is actually Miss Nelson. It does look similar. Yeah, it's just a circle with some dots for eyes. Right, a little bit, a little bit of rouge on her cheeks. Yeah, which is what they made out of a paper plate. I de- I definitely Hence remember Mr. Bland was so easily fooled fooled by it. He's also clearly dumb. I, I I don't know. I I remember thinking that it was cool that they got one over on the principal, but then I, I as a kid, I'll be honest, didn't understand that Miss Nelson was actually Miss Swamp. I thought Miss Swamp was no, real. No, I still didn't get that even at the end when Lavar said that was the case. And they yeah. used that as a segue into a very odd and something that the I think the reading Rainbow was known for, which was like basically this is just you following Lavar on outings. Yeah, on his day to day life. Unwrapped, but for Lavar's life, not working in a yeah. factory. It really isn't as much about the re like books as it is what's Lavar doing today? And what is the life him. of an actor? Yeah, an a- an actor. Mm-hmm. So it opens on this like little movie prop place with for even myself terrifying frightening alien and skeleton masks that look very realistic again folks 1982 they were doing stuff handmade no computer generated crap and then lavar sits down to get uh a mask like some costume makeup put on himself and Mm -hmm. it looks like they're making him into a romulan like a tree person yeah or a tree person um and he from i mean Malik, and he says, like, I just, I could never imagine looking like this. And I could tell he was actually upset that they had just made him into an older black man. He was definitely given a costume of an older black man. He was like George Jefferson. And it was not a, and I don't know if that was a frightening face for him or mm-hmm. well, how he felt about it, but. Quote, like nothing I could have imagined. <laughs> nothing he could have imagined. He looked like he was about to cry because they what obviously be? spent hours and hours on it. And it like of all the creatures they could have made him. Yeah. Anyway. Um the next yeah. segment of the episode are book reviews by children. Which I loved. <laughs> and frankly let's, I wanted to be on let's that. Let's bring that back. You know, yeah. do you remember in on if you're did your elementary school do this where the kids got to run like a morning show? Uh-huh. I always wanted to be on that. Yeah. Do the weather. I got to read the announcements for like a month in this was, in one grade. This was filmed. Did yeah, they, do they a filmed one. They did, but only like really. It was like half nerds, half cool kids did that did it. And by the time that I, um, you know, could have had talent, I didn't care about that. I didn't need fifth, approval. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I always wanted. I always wanted to be on there. Well, they didn't have that in fifth grade. That started in high school for me. Oh no! By that point, that or, would have been or middle school actually, middle school. and not something I would have wanted to do. New. I don't need to go in front of the entire. But at ten school. years old. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give you a book review. I'll tell you how Dr. Doolittle went. My favorite day at that age was when they sent around 
the little scholastic reader, like, what books are coming? What books do you want to order? Yeah. And I remember circling as many as I could and bringing them to my so, mom. She would say, you get to pick one or those, pick two. You know, that's anyway. adorable. Yeah. Um, for those of us who don't don't know Elise and I's dynamic, she's the reader of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like to think of myself as a reader, but I don't read fiction. And I think that that is like a qualification you have to kind of have. I read self-betterment books almost exclusively, which is just sad to admit, especially on this. But it's the truth. I don't Um, judge you. And I I have to say, probably one of my least favorite days in all of elementary school. No, don't you dare (laughs) say it. It was reading day. No. It was the day that you got to bring as many books as you wanted. Everyone sits in silence and, and doesn't talk bag. to each other yeah. and they just read their book. Oh, God. Bliss. Kill me. It was so boring. You mean I get to eat my breakfast for lunch from the cafeteria in my sleeping bag while reading Matilda? I don't think I could think of a more perfect day. I don't I don't know how the, anybody got that idea floated well, at any school I in definitely America. remember it becoming... A thing where we could bring our sleeping bag, but yep. we weren't allowed to wear PJs. Yeah. I think because something happened. What do you mean? Well. Someone yeah. fell asleep or someone urinated and pissed them, pooped or, themselves. Or That's some he- people wore inappropriate PJs for like a five-year-old. Who knows? I This is my supposition. Who can say? I just remember being in like the fourth, fifth, mm-hmm. fifth grade and, and, and then like being like, get ready for reading day. And I'm just like, I don't yeah. know how to find any books to take up eight Speaking hours. Speaking of, last Saturday was National Reading Day. Really? Yeah. I've obviously gotten to become a better reader. But anyway, these kids, mm-hmm. some of them, it's clear that they were prepared. Going on to good things. Yeah. They were like, knew what they read. Mm-hmm. Even though we're talking about like, you know. Eight-year-olds. Yeah. These are like really shitty books. But they, they gave good, decent reviews. Mm-hmm. Some of them, it was clear. Didn't you can read. tell what's going to happen by looking at the pictures. Yeah, like, can we? Of course. <laughs> can I just tell by looking at the pictures? Because you didn't fucking read the book, and it's obvious from your review yeah. that it's light and just skims the surface. I don't want a superficial review. Mm-hmm. There was one that was like, they really dug in depth, and I appreciated that. I think she was the oldest. So be it. But also, I think her review was written by Mommy and Daddy. That's true. Also, one of the books they reviewed, I remember, was called um, Sometimes Dad's a Monster. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was clear from the pictures that it was not like sometimes Dad dresses up as a monster for Halloween. No. It was like sometimes Dad's a fucking asshole and he's, um, you know, we just love him anyway. As you have to. <laughs> well, um, Elise is leading this through her notes, so I have... I literally remember almost nothing. About oh the yes, episode. the next thing, they t- did this riddle book, which was dumb, because they had a picture from the book, giving away the riddle. the The book was called the upside down upside down, down riddle book. Yeah, what a yoke! Here's the here's the um the idea. Yeah, and I, I swear to God, if if this can sell books, I have a wrong job. Because this person made a book, drew some pictures right side up, and then flipped it around, put the title on with it upside down, and said, look, it's a riddle book. And people can solve what this is. They just got to flip the book upside down. when you something is upside down? I have no idea. You know, that's true, though. When something's upside down, I have very little idea what it is most of the time. I think it's a target audience for this book. (laughs) 
You turn this wine glass upside down? Yeah. I don't know what that is. Right? Is it a glass? Did it even have wine in it? I don't know. It's is... not there anymore. All right. Or... Well, I was trying to think of that word, the thing with the sand where time passes by. Hourglass. Hourglass. Is it an hourglass? Uh, clearly not, though. Um, but back in Lavar's birthday world, he's on his treasure hunt, and then... He's standing in the mall, and then a mannequin comes to life and is a person and gives him an envelope, which, by the way, I routinely am at the mall, see a mannequin, think it's a person, realize it is in fact a mannequin, and yell, because it's shocking. So if anything like that ever happened to me, I would probably just have a mental breakdown. Every time I see mannequins, I think I would have a mental breakdown, too. Yeah. Especially if I was alone. Yeah. Um, but every time I see mannequins, I just like, I just pay like hyper close attention to their fingers. And I'm like, are they not, are their fingers not jittering or moving at all? And then I think, is something wrong with me? Because I think like, this is one, this is one job I couldn't do. Mm -hmm. You see the people like go out and they spray paint themselves gold or Mm -hmm. silver and they like stand. Oh yeah. No, couldn't do it. I think even if I trained, how do you train for that? I don't know. You have to have, similar to our cruise comedy club manager, you go to ballooning college and juggling. At one point on the cruise, this man got, just was clearly like ready to get off the boat. He had seven days left. He was, he, which he let us know, and he just started quoting his resume, which was really strange. But oddly, oddly made me And the resentment that his father has about him getting a real job, which I really, you know, identified with. I also identified with his job in the sense that I had no idea how I think similar in my mind that Carnival Cruise employees are to campaign workers. I just I saw seven that, days a week. Yeah, they just like, low wages. The time. They're like stuck with the same people for a long period of time. Yeah, and like in their solicitation of tips and just like goodwill, mm-hmm. it was like people ask all the time, "How much time off do you get between cruises?" No days off, and I'm like, <laughs> you know what? Like, you're not the only career out there yeah. that works seven, seven days, days a, a week. week. And then it's like, oh, we get to Monday? Like, nope, back at it again. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's a cruise. Also, there's other jobs like that. Hashtag campaigns. Where you don't get any time off, and I probably made less than you. Chances are. And I did not get to go to the Bahamas. I definitely brought it up way too often, the plight of the camp of the, uh, the carnival yeah, it was an un- cruise employees. <laughs> I don't know why. There's a reason. I felt like Hermione in in the Harry Potter book where she's like lobbying for the elves and the elves just want to be left alone. There's a reason that I don't like getting manicures and pedicures and mm-hmm. it's because I don't like it. I don't like people kneeling down before me and cleaning me. Yeah. Or like preparing something I for me. I don't really care for someone cleaning my feet. Um, but however, I'm, I'm always pleased with the results. Most are. Um... And the next bit of birthday fun is a magic show in which the magician has Lavar come on stage as his assistant. A couple of interesting things happen in this in the show for the ma- magicianry. Mm-hmm. Magician. Mm-hmm. He tells Lavar to assume the New York position, which he automatically knows what that means. Yeah, he, he he understands emphatically just from this one reference that mm-hmm. he has to put his hands up as if he is being arrested, as if he's a criminal. Which it was. Made me feel uncomfortable. And that was 1982. I mean, that was the that was not great times in America. Well, 2017 isn't uh, sunshine and rainbows either. No, there's not much progress. Um, and then the the last little bit that I really re- recollected, um, how to make 
fun times in your home. And it just showed a video of kids making art projects. And it's terrible. Uh, reminded Oops. me, yeah, children's art is garbage. When I was in high school, we used to have a calendar mm-hmm. that you could submit art to. And obviously, For like a fundraiser? Like, uh, I don't know if it was a fundraiser or not, but, but it, was a, it was a calendar that was sent out. It was a, maybe it was a fundraiser because there were there. I think you got money for for getting your your stuff in there, but the county, your county, in Virginia, would put together this calendar and they send it out to all of its county residents. So you had a free calendar every year, and oh yeah, yeah, and like I would always submit stuff to it, and then I'd get the calendar and it's like, the fuck is this? Something that a Williamsburg colonialist. Someone went, yeah, someone went to the Williamsburg battlefield yeah. and like painted the cannonball for the fucking millionth time. Like, yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> a flower juxtaposed on grass. A dogwood flower. Oh. It's our state flower. The beach. The bridge. But then, but they made me think of that as like, their art was just terrible. And every time I go mm-hmm. home, I look at that calendar and I, because my parents still put it up. It's like the calendar they use. Mm-hmm. And it's always on some five year old's piece of shit stick figure <laughs> you know, drawing um, of like Yorktown Beach. What, in intermediate school, our parents had the option of purchasing various items with our art on it. And I always told my mom not to get anything because I was ashamed of my art skills. But I also really wanted her to get stuff because I it's wanted just, her to it's think just I was good. Something you look back on and you're like, not good. Like I'm like, if I was a parent, I was yeah. saving this art, right? And like, I didn't want to throw it away. I would like be basically holding on to it to be like, this is an indication of how underdeveloped you were as a human being at this moment. Like your coordination and like this is when you looked at a human being. Yeah, this is what you saw. Yeah, which was four tiny sticks. <laughs> A huge head that is disproportionately larger than any other part of the body. And one of my personal favorite is is when is when children think that they're drawing hands. Yeah. Which really just look like Mickey Mouse gloves yeah. on sticks. Every time. And every finger is equally fat, long, and and just gross looking. It's not dissimilar to the figures from Miss Nelson's back. No, which was, I'm sure, drawn by an adult. Which is weird. Um, the next episode we watched, Give a Mouse a Cookie, one of Jenny's favorite books. I never cared for it. Um, start- I liked it. I liked that book as a child. I liked the idea that a mouse was hanging out with a, with a child and, and he was giving him things. Also, I learned that, like, that I really think from that story that I took away Oh, like if you have any inanimate object, because I did, I guess I didn't think the mouse was like real or something. It needs to be put in a in a cute little box and given a towel to sleep with and a little pillow that you can find with items around your house. I would put all of my stuff to sleep like that. That's weird. When I got a dog, I put that dog to you know bed with a pillow and a blanket. That's what I thought they needed, just like the mouse. I bet Mister Biscuits took a lot of poops on that. He never stayed in one place long enough. Yeah. Well, this episode, similar to being Jenny's favorite book. I wouldn't book. say it was my favorite book, but it was a book I read a lot. Okay. I'm loose. Sorry. Loose with terms. Focused on her favorite hobby, bowling. Yeah. What a surprise. What a pleasant surprise to just be laying there and looking at it. And then, and then all of a sudden, I was like, I, like minutes earlier, I'd been like, I'm too tired. I'm just mm-hmm. going to, I'm going to go, you handle this one. 
And then I saw LeVar at the bowling alley, and it was like, yes. No, I mean, and of course, because if there's one hobby that children are fucking awful at, and they want to do all the time, it's bowl. And and it's such a strange sport for children. Because you have to be strong. Yeah, which they're not. No. But I did appreciate that they showed all different ages um, and kinds of people bowling, even a couple people in wheelchairs. Yeah, that's nice. And I think just subtle marketing to children of like, hey, look, if you you even think for a second that you're going to grow up and develop, you know, socially unacceptable ideas about what people can and can't do, look at this handicapped individual bowling. Mm -hmm. Shame on you. Shame on you for even thinking that they couldn't bowl. And this one also felt kind of like a how did this get made type deal because they went behind the scenes of what a what a pinball does after you knock it down or not. They're also just clearly running out of material at this point. I'm not right. sure when. The, I mean, this shows this was definitely like mid, I don't know, times for this yeah. show. But um, I couldn't see myself as a child being interested in the. No, I wouldn't in give that a process crap. of like how no. to make a bowling ball or like thank you Evansville, Kentucky for you know like being the largest producer of bowling balls. Ebonite's a great company. Um mm-hmm. I mean I maybe people do or don't know this that are listening, but I'm an avid bowler. I love bowling, although personally I'm more of a storm bowler, I'm not an ebonite. Never never been an ebonite bowler. I've never really enjoyed their balls. York Lanes, where Jenny's from. There are a couple pro bowlers that come and they get very serious with their time. It's a very it, serious bowling alley. Yeah. It's for, Not it's for, for professionals. Kiddos. It really is. And I think, frankly, like they in have general. pro lanes there. Well, yeah. every, I mean, house lanes are pretty standard. It's pretty standard oil pattern. But they do ones for pros. Okay. I made that up. Okay. <laughs> 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 but just, I mean, it, needless to say, basically, I really enjoy, I stayed awake long enough to see the process of the bowling balls. Yeah, I don't think made. we finished this entire episode. We, we didn't had to finish fall it. Asleep. We did see the binder clips being used to make the yes. bowling ball, which I've seen you know, multiple was, times. Binder clips. Yeah. Go yeah. binder clips. Very, they're so versatile. Mm-hmm. Even in this beginning uh, staffing up here with, with my new job and everything, one of the first things they asked for was binder clips. Yeah, they're prized possession. I yeah. keep my collection handy. Um, um, and then my favorite thing that LeVar said about bowling was uh, if you hit them just right about the pins, they look like they're dancing. He which, had such good one-liners in this show. Well, because he was so excited for that and for the magician. And everything. He was very convincing. LeVar. He's Burton probably a is, great dad. Yeah, like he's just like the guy that's like is what he is what he's doing like he's genuine exciting no yeah but he's genuine about it like mm-hmm. he's excited to be bowling he's excited to be reading you this story he has a really insatiable appetite for children's books even though he's easily in his 30s maybe early 40s. well he just wants kids to read and what a great passion to have yeah. because i don't think you know the uh you've got male meg ryan character mm-hmm. a book you read as a child affects you in a way that nothing ever does when you read it as an adult you know? That's true. The hungry hung, was the hungry caterpillar. Yeah, I still remember that book. Yeah, I still remember it very well. Having imagination is something that you kind of take for granted and you set aside when you go into being an adult. And I think it's really cool that the show wanted to make sure that kids kept it. 
Do you think that LeVar, um, like, intentionally pigeonholed himself into just doing Reading Rainbow? Or do you think he was just, like, really content with Reading Rainbow? I mean, he did acting. He had other acting jobs. What other acting jobs did LeVar Burton do? Um, Star Trek. Oh, is he short? Uh, is he Jordy? He's the guy with the thing over his eyes. That's Jordy. Yeah, he's Jordy. I didn't know that. I yeah. totally forgot about that. Yeah. I guess that's pretty successful. Jordy is a pretty integral character. And that mm-hmm. was the Star Trek show. Yeah. Which was on the Next Generation one. Mm-hmm. With uh, oh, well, Patrick that, that Stewart. That makes me feel better for his career. Yeah, I mean, he did other stuff. But, okay. Um, probably best known now as playing himself in an episode of Community where he was. No, well, he's, I mean, he's iconic now. Yeah. For yeah. Being, for, apologies for that. Sorry. That's not going to get edited out. No. <laughs> and I think it's a good caveat for the rest of the season and whatever that means um, is that every show now will be live on unedited. Well, maybe I'll start editing it, but the chances, chances are slim. Chances are unlikely that Elise will learn how to edit the show, I but it just means that will be live. I do email, it's, which if you're trying to hire me, I'm very adept with technology. Yeah, let's just do a good plug for you getting a job. Mm-hmm. Um, I am very sociable, yeah. kind. Good qualities. Task-oriented. Mm. I can juggle many objectives at the same time. I have a question for you. What? Are you solutions-oriented, though? Um, no, I only like to focus on the negative. Follow of course up. I am. Are you deliberate? It. Um, I do my best, but we... Are you intentional? <laughs> I remember the 7-Eleven in my neighborhood Yeah, at home was hiring. They <laughs> yeah. only had like three qualities they were looking for. Yeah. One was reliable. One, one was dependable. Being 19 <laughs> to work there. It was literally like, must be 21, yeah, reliable, 21. and dependable. And I was just like, wow, check and check. <laughs> I've got it. <laughs> I can totally do this. Um, okay, well, I think we've reached the time in our show uh, to learn about what Elise has been watching this week. you watching this week well i want to start this off by saying r.i.p to bill paxton when we recorded the uh episode for last week we didn't know we didn't know um bill paxton made such a big impact in my life (laughs) playing playing that game of deciding is it bill pullman or bill paxton and you know what both of them were in independence day so that's why tonight we're watching independence day 2 in, in which mind. neither of them are in the uh, the movie. Actually, you know what? I think I think Bill Pullman's in it. Anyway, um, I watched two episodes of This Is Us, really getting good. Oh, Elementary, two episodes of Supergirl, three Buffy episodes. Which got, I gotta say, getting Jenny on that train. I really am enjoying. I've been holding back on certain season two for I you. Like, I like. I kind of like look forward to it. Yeah, because I know that each episode is gonna be like punchy. Yeah. Uh, four eps of Workaholics. I like that you're truncating it to eps now. Well, it's for Workaholics. I'm trying to be cool. Uh, two for Blind Spot. We watched the movie Storks, which was adorable. Really good. Really yes. good for, for basically kids' movies. Mm-hmm. 
uh, two episodes of Victoria. Thank you, PBS. Uh, Once upon a time, five. Can epi- I ask you a question, yeah. like really close, really quick? Sure. Do you do you donate to PBS? No. Wow, you really should. You really should because you're basically ripping them off. No. No, because they. You can't watch it for free. I don't yes, watch. You can. You can, but you're stealing. No, I'm not. It's on. It's on Xfinity. I mean, I'm, I'm saying you're stealing in general. They put the programming on. They require people that watch it to pay for it. No, they don't. It's for free. They should. You should pay for it. <laughs> it's public broadcasting. The whole point is that anyone yeah, can watch it. For you're free. the public. Okay. Moving on. Um, five eps of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Really trying to round out this season. It is so good. Also, so psyched for Real Housewives of New York coming up. Yeah, it looks good. Oh, it does. Uh, started Homeland on the vacation, which on second thought, probably not the best thing to watch on a boat alone, you know, where in in foreign waters. Um, we finished off the season of Top Chef, which, thank so God. So good. Don't uh. spoil it or anything, but it was, it was very good. Yeah, I, I was happy. Uh, six episodes of Mr. Robot. Yikes. I don't know what happened to me, and we're at the 36-minute mark, so I'll make this short, but I had, like, a panic attack watching Mr. Robot, like, three or four nights ago. Yeah. I'm and reading... I just, I was, like, I just erupted. I was, yeah. like, turn off! And, and, like, it just, it's just a very intense show, and, like... Yeah. And I don't use the, 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 the you know... Mental panty, yeah. panty attic uh, thing lightly. It was yeah. genuine, and then it's. Well, I'm never gonna watch it again. The book I'm reading now, it's a girl who has an anxiety disorder, and then Homeland, she's bipolar. So they're both like pretty triggering. Just watching or reading someone going through Which something is like not that. Not what I'm looking for in a television show. Right, but I still enjoy it. Um, anyway, Lethal Weapon, two episodes of How to Get, get Away with Murder. By the way, psyched. Lethal Weapon's renewed for a second season. Um, I'm excited for you. Thank you. We also watched a movie, Hunt for the Wilder People, which was admittedly way more violent than also, I thought it would again, be. Also, again, I was just like, after a while, <laughs> why, having, I just like exclaimed in the middle of it, like, is this, is this necessary? Like, do we need to watch? I just wanted to turn it off many times. I don't know what the, I don't know what the point of it was. I enjoyed it. Uh, <laughs> an episode of Goldberg's, two of Brooklyn Nine-Nine and two of Summer House. God bless. Uh, and then one the only ep- show on this entire <laughs> roster that I would watch again. We would watch Top Chef. Oh, sorry, Chef. and Buffy, and Top Chef, and Top Chef. But we can't watch it again because it's over. Well, a new a new season. Right. Uh, and then finally, an episode of Timeless, mm-hmm. which I don't think it's going to get renewed, so I may not finish this season out. We'll see. Well, we've <sighs> reached the end of another episode. Uh, it was great having you here with us, sort of listening to us wherever you're listening to us and we do appreciate it we do we really do we're our actual listen, listener listenership is going up yeah uh, week by week which is really nice i don't know how the word's getting out there our social media director quit about three weeks ago <laughs> and she i'm not good um, at it okay hasn't worked in a while so i do i do minimal work Anyway, uh, as always, you can follow us on Twitter. We would really appreciate that. And just, like, put it out there. I don't know. You know, if you have time. uh, At W... L-U-W-T. Thank you. Um, You can also follow our personal Twitter accounts. I am 
at Elise Vess, E-L-I-S-E-V-E-S-S. It's in the title slide. Okay. Also, I'm uh, at J Rose Glass. If you would like to follow me, you'll mm-hmm. get mostly political stuff. So just get ready for that. Oh, same. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is like, it's going to be like a liberal deluge. So if that's not your bag, I highly suggest not following us. Yeah. Um, uh, you can also, uh, please, if you have a heart and you enjoy this podcast, yeah. uh, you can rate our podcast and review us on iTunes that actually would like really help because yeah. then because um, like I just said we don't have a social media director anymore because she quit um, <laughs> it was me you guys and uh, so that would be really nice if you could do that other than that you know you can always email us um, we do have an email account I don't know if we're actually checking it but we might I check, check it. it at least checks it um, mostly I'll be honest what happens is what Oh, um, W-L-U-T podcast at gmail.com. I struggle with putting the acronym together, so every time I need to say the acronym, I just... Got, you know, we can only hope I'm being accurate. I mean, it might not be true. Yeah. I just hear a combination of letters, and I'm like, it sure. sounds right. <laughs> that sounds right. Um, yeah. I think that's all of our stuff, right? I mean, you can like us on Facebook. Oh, that would on, be really cool. Yep. You can listen to us on our website at... Uh, who let us watch this dot buzzsprout dot com or, or you on can iTunes find us on Stitcher. On Stitcher. I don't know how to search for that other than just going to Stitcher dot com or yep. finding finding us on the Stitcher app. But we're all over the place, everybody. There's no reason not to listen. It's so easy. Mm-hmm. And review us, which is also easy. Okay, we'll see you guys next week. Or actually, we won't see you at all. We'll list. We'll, we'll just. We'll still be here. And Please you'll, don't you'll come and there. look at us. It's yeah, weird. Don't. We have like, <laughs> we have neighbors that do that, and we don't want to be those people. We we've, we've talked about that. We decided we're not those. People, so. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>